this is lady tiffany ma and this is my mind emporium welcome to my podcast everybody i hope you guys are having a beautiful thursday i am having an okay thursday let me tell you why i woke up to some weird shit granted i went to bed with some weird shit so i mean you know everything's just weird all around Um, (laughs) first thing first I got to get this off my chest I am not feeling the atmosphere granted it has to come past so things can get better as they get worse um and when it comes to this whole coronavirus thing, I'm sorry, the Steven thing, when it comes to the Steven, I just don't care for uh, what's really going on of it all, right? I just don't care for it, okay? Yeah, I know I like to start my podcast off with a couple of um, topics that I'm, I mean, a couple of sub, a couple of uh, stories that I'm interested in because, you know, it's just getting wacky and whirly all around. And when I say I woke up to some fuck shit, I woke up to some fuck shit. The, the fuck shit that I woke up to. Um, was something that I heard a mystic say. So I'm going to tell you all that. My mom sent me this article from Facebook, and it comes from Fox 5 Atlanta. The article was written by Chris Williams on April 21st, 2021. And it basically says, part human, part monkey, scientists engineer hybrid embryo in effort to grow organs. You may be wondering why scientists would create a part human, part monkey embryo, and you're not alone. An international team of scientists said they created hybrid embryos or chimeras to see if they could grow organs for people who need transplant. The published, they published their findings in a medical journal sale. That was weird. Okay. The group assembled in China and injected 25 induced pluripotent stem cells or IPS from humans into embryos for makiki monkeys, according to the UCL Broad Stem Cells Research Center. IPS are skin and blood cells that have been taken and reprogrammed to develop into any type of human cells need for medical purposes. The cells can then be used to treat a variety of health issues, including diabetes, leukemia, and neurological disorders. Scientists say they chose monkeys because other animals like mice and pigs have high evolutionary distance from humans. The team soon noticed that the human cells were growing inside the monkey embryos, giving the scientists a chance to understand how human cells and animal cells communicate and much needed to step to grow an organ, according to the study's author. I want to talk about this for a minute <laughs> because uh, there's been conspiracies about this. And um, I 
should say this. What do y'all do with them embryos when y'all abort them? And this is not attacking mothers who have aborted babies or children or anything like that. I just know that children, when they abort children, especially when the mothers are later along in the pregnancy and they um, decide to abort it, what happened to the stem cell research? Like, why they stopped doing stem cell research? Was that not going too well? Or was that because... Um, I don't know. I, I don't I don't understand it. Um it's for a good purpose. I can't really argue about that because there's a lot of people who need organs these days. Um it's kind of sad how many people uh need organs. And it's so, um, it's weird to me because I don't know, I'm tr in the back of my head, I'm trying to figure out why would you use monkeys when you have stem cells from embryos from, um, undeveloped fetuses. But in the same sense, I understand why, like I said, we need organs, but I don't know, this is a topic within itself and I want to talk about it. Cause it does make sense that we use monkeys even when they say they have we have evolved from monkeys. It makes sense, but what if it turned into something scientific like, like weird or whatever, dude? I don't know. Like you know, the human being turns out like number one in the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> topic for next week i'm definitely going to dig more into this and see how it goes um but i appreciate this article waking me up like i said i woke up on some weird shit and there was weird shit i woke up to and girl let me tell you something they've been doing this this is not the first time they have done this but this this is they've been doing this i understand the reasoning for the organ part even though there's billions of people in the world and um, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what y'all doing with the missing people and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm going to say not too much on that. But we're definitely going to talk about that topic a little bit more because I just find it to be interesting. But what But what if whatever they're growing turns into number one? That's my question. You know, they, they hybrid him with the gorilla and it... Anyway, let's go on to some more topics that I find to be um, interesting or makes me think. Um, I want to start off with something a little bit sad because I like ending it on a higher pitch note because the top, you know, today's main course is going to be about Voldemort. So um, I want to shout out to um, Baby Blue's family from Pretty Ricky. Um, my thoughts and prayers go out to your family. Um, I'm going to tell you what happened yesterday. To him. Um, you have to be careful, you guys. Just be real careful out there. People are jealous. They want what you have. They 
think you have more than they what they have and they really don't know. Um, so my prayers are for Baby Blue's family. Um, so the article, this article is from the shaderoom.com and that's why I got it from. That's where we reported it and that's why I found it. It says pretty Ricky baby blue is in critical condition after being shot outside of Davie, Florida, Bowling Alley. This article was written by Jay Ashley and it says roommates, we are keeping pretty Ricky member baby blue looked in our prayers during this time. It has been revealed that he was recently injured in shooting that took place on Monday, April 19th, which has left him in critical condition. So basically this happened three days ago. The shade room was able to confirm with the Davies Police Department that the shooting took place at a spare Z bowling alley at approximately midnight. Authorities say the two victims were in the parking lot of the bowling alley next to their cars when the two unknown suspects approached them and an altercation erupted. That led to the attempt robbery of a gold chain necklace and one of the suspects fired a firearm hitting one of the victims in the left shoulder area. The victim who suffered the gunshot wound was transported to a local hospital and still remains in critical condition. Sources connected to Baby Blue confirmed that he was the one injured in this shooting. He was at the Bowling Alley celebrating the release of his latest single when the incident occurred. The investigations into the shooting is still ongoing. Authorities say that the suspect fled the scene before the police arrived. They are currently looking for information regarding the suspect. They say one suspect was Okay, that, that's where the article ends up. But um, y'all pray for Baby Blue and his family. Just in case you guys don't know, him and um, Spectacular are brothers. So keep positive vibes over there. Pray for his family. Um, we pray for a, a full and speedy recovery for Baby Blue. Now we're on to some foolishness. Y'all ready? Yeah. Because, you know... I'm just not today. I first saw it on, I saw, I'm going to say what I first saw it on. Not that they're the first people to publish it. But V103.com was the first that I saw that had published it. And then I saw that it's on site had a more detailed article about it. Okay, so, you know, y'all be getting them PPP loans for uh the Steven going around. Yeah, you, you got to see what this douchebag did. All right. So the article reads, and it's from OnSite. It's OnSite.com. It says, Pastor Rudolph Brooks Jr. facing 20 years for using $3.5 million in PPP loans to buy 39 cars, including a Tesla. This nigga ain't shit, basically. A pastor in Washington, D.C. is facing up to 20 years in prison after he allegedly used $3.5 million in PPP loans to splurge on luxury cars. The FBI seized $2.2 million from the pastor Rudolph Brooks Jr. The authorities accused Brooks of using the loan money to buy a total of 39 used cars, including a 2005 Bentley Continental, a 2014 GMC Yukon XL, a 2015 Cadillac Escalade, two 2017 Infiniti Q50s, a 2017 Mercedes-Benz S-Class, and a 2018 Tesla Model 3. He also was allegedly to have bought several older model luxury vehicles, the Sun report. The Kingdom Tabernacle, a restoration. He ain't trying to restore nothing. Um, You know, you can at least restore your damn credit with that shit. You're going to sit up there and do that little foul ass shit. Anyway, Pastor First filed on April 7, 2020 and filed for the PPP loans a month later. 
According to the DOG, Brooks filed for PPP loans for his Cars Direct business on May 9, 2020. His Car Direct businesses was forfeited in 2012 and received a May 28, 2020, an affidavit said. An affidavit said. Let me get that word right. Affidavit. He allegedly filed two other loans for $1.8 million and $200,000 for other companies, including Kingdom Tabernacle and Madero Celtics Bank, as noted by the Daily Beast. In support of the Cars Direct PPP loans application, Brooke allegedly submitted fraudulent tax forms, which allegedly reported $724,469 in payment via Form 1099-MISC and $7 million for $400,000. And $71,063, sorry, in total unemployment payments to employees from the Car Direct, the DOG said in statement. IRS records do not reflect any tax filings made by Car Direct for any tax period, indicating the Car Direct has not hired employees or paid unemployment taxes. Brooke is facing wired fraud charges that can land him in prison for 20 years and three years to provide release. You're a dumbass. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? And the government always find out what you're spending the money on. They always do it. They say it. The government always get their man. So another uh, news I want to report is by it's on site once again. For some reason, it's on site has more details in the articles. So that's why I use them. They have more details. And, and, you know, I can be corrected. So if the story comes back different, which y'all going to find out later, there's going to be a different story to this whole um, Micaiah um, Bryant situation. The story, it gets different with her. Granted, she still didn't deserve what she got. But let's talk about this white woman, honey. All right. A white woman intentionally drives car into black teens playing basketball. <coughs> See, we got bad temperaments over here. This is from It's On Site. Contributor Nira or Naira. A white woman intentionally drove her car into a yard where she saw three black boys playing basketball. She managed to hit one boy, leaving him injured. The incident occurred, occurred on Sunday afternoon in North Carolina. ABC reports that Dana Renee Forrest, keep her name in mind, Dana Renee Forrest, was harassing and threatening the three teens by waving a knife and cursing prior to the attack. Reporters obtained by ABC conclude the attack was deliberate. One teen held a few minor injuries, however, was rushed to the hospital for treatment, according to the sheriff's spokesman, Sergeant Lee Darnell. When officer checks the perpetrator's vehicle, they found marijuana, crack, cocaine, and a knife, reported ABC News. <coughs> that still, it sounds like y'all trying to get her off. According to the ABC, Forrest was charged with the felony cocaine possession and three counts of assault with a deadly weapon. Bitch, that's all I have to say. <laughs> you fucking cunt. You're a cunt, bitch. 
all right? Another article I found to be um, interesting. It's very snowflakey, but in the same sense, if you were in the entertainment industry and you were forced to not be able to eat certain things, it might be triggering, but in the same sense, I'm one of those people where it's like, some people can't eat certain stuff because they're allergic to it. So, okay. So, Demi Lovato slams frozen yogurt shop for triggering product critics pushes back. And this is by No Filter with Zach. It says, after Citizen complained about sugar-free treats at the Big Chill, the company responded those items were for customers with dietary restrictions. All right. So, written by No Filter with Zach, Demi Lovato blasted a frozen yogurt shop for offering vegan GF, which is gluten-free, and sugar-free items in the store, slamming them for promoting diet culture. Curious if anyone feels differently about this. As someone that's battled eating disorder most of my life and worked very hard at working past them, I would never walk into a frozen yogurt shop and be upset with them for offering sugar-free or gluten-free options and slam it as a diet culture. So this is, you know, basically Zach saying that, you know, she slams it as diet culture. If Demi Lovato wants to be fat, let her be fat, okay? And until people are lactose intolerant, people have uh, celiac disease, they cannot tolerate gluten stuff. Stuff that has gluten in it, they can't take it. So there's actually situations that people are allergic to. I'm allergic to. I don't know what I'm allergic to, but I'm sure I ate it before. And it made me have these little rashes on my arm. The rashes are gone because I stopped eating it. I'm, thinking, I'm starting to think I'm allergic to fish. So dietary restrictions are okay. And it's good to know that people are considerate to those restrictions. She needs to calm the fuck down. <laughs> Another serious uh, article, and once again, it's by it's on site.com, and the contributor is at in lock with the keys. A Virginia massage therapist arrested for sexual battery while performing his duties. <clears throat> now, this is where the thin line comes in. I'm not a massage therapist. But I know that the line of work that I am certified in, it requires you to massage people, whether you're doing the feet or the hands, it's required to massage people. So this is a very thin line thing. I'm going to just go ahead and read the article. A Virginia massage therapist was arrested on Wednesday in connection to a sexual battery incident that happened on the job. Herndon Police Department report. Herndon. Herndon. Okay. Police charged 39-year-old Zachary Nelson Guzman Arbelana on of Leesburg, Virginia, with aggravated sexual battery by the therapist. According to the police, Guzman Arbelana was performing his duties when the incident occurred. The suspect is currently detained at Fairfax County Adult Detention Center, where he is being held without bond. When you are in massage therapy, there is a rule. Now, granted, I'm not a massage therapist, but it gets very thin line dish when it comes to doing massages and touching people. But y'all seem to like hiring perverts these days because I did read an article about y'all hiring a damn teacher and she was messing with cheering.
there was an update um, also on the um, Baby Blue situation by his brother. And it was by his brother Spectacular. And he basically said that uh, the bullet pierced his lungs in the attempt robbery. So, and he's on a breathing machine. So y'all still pray for him. I was going to read that article over the first one. So, yeah. Um, there's update on the Micaiah Bryant situation. Um, I feel some kind of way, y'all. Because, uh, and its contributor is locked in with keys. Just understand, I got to report all sides of the story. This is why you don't saint people. You don't make people a martyr for a cause because you don't know the whole story. Um, But she's still a child and she's still an underage child. So, um, yeah. So the update on Micaiah Bryant's uh, murder is that Micaiah Bryant's Neighbors speak out on the fatal shooting and insist she needed to be stopped. That's not good. And what seems to be a never-ending cycle, many, many celebrated Derek Chauvin's guilty conviction while mourning the death of 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant. Bryant was shot and killed at the hands of the police in Columbus, Ohio. Neighbors of the teen are speaking out on the incidents, detailing the moment leading up to the fatal shooting. The neighbors also insist that the police had no choice but to shoot, according to a report. Donovan Brinson was pulling up in his driveway when he saw the fight unfolding on Tuesday. He told the Columbus Dispatch they were calling each other to be worse, so I figured it was just a girl fight. Brinson recalled the screaming match escalating and walking back into his house. When police arrived, he said he heard four shots and his wife, Rachel Dove, Dove to the floor. Brinson went to the window where he saw Brian's lifeless body on the ground. It was violent and all just happened so fast, he says. Another neighbor, Ira Graham III, also reports hearing the gunshot on Tuesday. He also recalls seeing the police performing CPR on Brian. After watching the body camera footage, he says, I believe in truth and facts. Video doesn't lie, he says. She was in full attack mode, he added. She needs to be stopped at that point. The young lady's life was at stake. Bryant's neighbor, Tommy Taylor, questioned why police didn't opt for a taser instead of fatally shooting the teen. He should have told her to put the knife down. Put down the knife. I'm sorry. I agree with the last part, um, especially with teenage girls. You know, they... Teenage girls can, and my thing is, I don't think her intention was to kill the other girl, but she felt like her life was threatened. So when you feel like your life is threatened, you don't know how you're going to react. Um, I do agree with they could have used a taser. It still would have made her sick though. Um, so, but you'd rather for her to be sick than to be deceased right now. So... Yeah, they could have handled that differently. These are teenage girls, honey. They could have punched one of them heifers in the nose. 
All right. So this is from, what is it? Real Housewives and Real Housewives of Atlanta, Real Housewives of Potomac. And basically, Fallon Guabata, 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 she announced separation from her husband, Simon. So to me, all this is saying is I'm vouching for a peach and my husband is not okay with it. She wrote, after two years of marriage and five years of of friendship, Simon and I have made the difficult decision to go our separate ways. We are deeply thankful for the impact we have made in each other's lives, as well as the bond formed with each other's children. This mutual decision was not made lightly, and despite our current willingness to be transparent, we only ask our friends and supporters to be respectful of our privacy as our family gets through this very difficult period. I would like to thank you all for my supporters who have shown a great deal of love for our family. You all do not go unnoticed. Hmm. Like I said, I read it. I read it for what it is. Call a spade a spade. You were on a reality show and your husband did not approve of it. There's a lot of people who are in good marriages and it's ruined because both parties do not agree on what the individual decided to do. So, yeah. This next article, I think it's pretty cool news. Um, it's by BallerAlert.com. And it says, Dave Chappelle teams up with Talib Kweli and Yazin Bey for a salon-style podcast called The Midnight Miracle. Dave Chappelle teams up with Talib Kweli and Yazin Bey for a salon-style podcast called The Midnight Miracle. I don't know why I repeat that. <laughs> Dave Chappelle is venturing into the world of podcasting. He teams up with Talib Kweli and Yazin Bey for a Oh my God, it repeated itself three times. The series was shot at Chappelle's 2020 summer camp in the shack a mechanic's garage converted into a clubhouse. Converse, conversation will be interspersed with sketch impersonations, archival audio recordings, musical scores, and guest interviews throughout the series. It will premiere on Luminary in the coming weeks as the first show to be revealed as part of Luminary's latest Apple podcast channel, which will debut in May after Apple launched its un app subscription service. Chappelle has edited over 1,000 hours of captured content to create the Midnight Miracle to reach the rest log okay yeah has content created well okay chappelle has edited over 100 hours of captured content to create the midnight miracle so congratulations and yazin bays glad to see you back we ain't seen you since jesus died friend the last article i'm going to do which i think is a long time coming i don't quite understand but okay cool whatever you want to get your little cheerios we'll give you your cheerios friend um, Y'all do know that um, Los Angeles has a issue with homelessness. Um, so they basically call it Skid Row. And it has basically become a town of its own where people are in a tent town, almost like uh, that of the Great Depression, to where people are homeless. This was the area that Tokyo Tony thought that she could just throw money at folks. That area. Okay. So now the Los Angeles mayor wants to propose an anti-property program that would give cash to the residents. Um, Los Angeles mayor Eric Grissetta proposed an anti-property program that would give $1,000 in cash to thousands of residents in the coming months. 
The proposal for a $24 million basic income guaranteed will give $1,000 a month to 2,000 Los Angeles families for a year with no strings attached. Really? Let's see what strings attached we got here. <laughs> several mayors across the country have proposed several universal basic income programs, which are meant to provide a monthly stipend to a small pool of residents in that city. So far, programs have been launched in Stockton and Jackson, Mississippi, and other cities are looking into how they can offer similar initiatives to their residents. Grosetta is a member of a small group of mayors who support a basic guaranteed income. The group launched last year an advocate for guaranteed income at a local, state, federal levels to read the rest of federal state, federal level, local, state, and federal levels. Okay, if that's what you want to do, that's cool with me. But what's the strings attached? Y'all say there's no strings attached, but it's always something. It's always something, right? It's always something, you know, people say you can do this, but it's always something. It's always something you're going to have to sacrifice yourself with. So, yeah, um, I hope Georgia is doing it. Granted, Georgia has not been closed this whole time, so people haven't come to Georgia to make money, boo. So, y'all know I've been continuing the bullshit of it all with Voldemort, Porky Pig, and James Charles. Because at the beginning of the week, it was announced that James Charles' channel was demonetized. Um, and I told, and I kind of told you the domino effect of what caused his channel to be demonetized. And then we went on to the I'm 30 and Up Club that hate 20-year-olds. Um, today, we're talking about Voldemort. You know, y'all know Voldemort hate children. Um, that's no surprise that this person hates children. It has been known forever. He's been chasing this guy. He's been trying to get rid of this guy's career. And it's all for him to get where he needs to go. Um, girl. Need to be more organized in here. But yeah, um... I didn't get that article. I need to get that article. But we're going to talk about Voldemort, Lord Voldemort. He has been a problem since the day he was born. Okay, dear. That's a problem. And this has to do with the racist comments he made. So this article was written June 20th, 2017, and this is before he decided to throw little James Charles' nasty ass under the bus. Says, Jeffree Star apologized for his racist comments. I think it's time for me to set an example for other people. And this article was written by Michaela McKenzie on June 20th, 2017 um, by Allure.com. During his meteoric rise to makeup, vlogger starter Jeffree Star has become just as infamous for his Twitter feuds and controversial comments as he become famous for his highlights and lipstick vault. He should have just kept his ass focused on that. Let's be straight the fuck up on this with the bullshit they found on him. 
The most serious allegation against him involved racist comments made 12 years ago that has resurfaced in series of videos in recent years. Today, Star released a YouTube video to address his comment, offering an apology and share his side of the story from human being to human being. Bitch, you Voldemort. You ain't human no more. After giving several shout-outs to millions of fans, followers who have always supported me, Star addressed the seriousness of discussing vile and nasty and embarrassing comments he made in his past. I think that racism is a very serious subject. No the fuck you don't. Fuck you. Um, especially in today's world. I'm embarrassed as a person because this is not what I've ever, I've ever stood for, he said. I'm all about self-expression, self-worth, and self-love. I think it's awful that you guys have to see me in that light. You don't love yourself because if you loved yourself, you wouldn't have to tear down a 22-year-old child. He goes on to offer a direct apology. I am so sorry for my words. I am so sorry you ever had to see me like that. That is not who I am, and I apologize deep down to the core of my fucking being. In an interview with the Lord, Star says, It's been hard to relive the comment over and over and disheartening to see people to discredit this work over, over one moment in time. Star maintains he holds no racist feelings. I say those horrible things to everyone to get a reaction. I hate the R word. I think it's so far from who I am. I've been said things that are racist to women of color and other people, so I get it. He told, you see, one moment is literally when I'm 19 years old. I'm 31 now. This is 2017. and He was 31. It's 2017. Um, 2017 was what, four years ago? So that would make him 36. Why are you over here lying and saying you damn 35, 34 years old, nigga? You going on 37. I look back at this and I think it's so sad and I spoke like that. I'm just tired of being accused of something I'm not. But isn't that what you did to, let's just be honest though, it was true with little James Charles. But my thing is, why attack him and throw him under the bus? Was it to make you look better? Mm. In the video, a star said he was depressed, angry at the world, and seeking attention as a teenager. Weren't we all... That's why it's called puberty. But, you know, you get to have that little excuse. Fucker. The main problem, I think, with growing up with looking a certain way and looking different is that you don't understand why people don't accept you. I was a very angry child, he says. If you take one thing from this video, please do not make the same mistake I did, he told fans. Yeah, you still an angry child, you overgrown bully. Part of the reasons, part of the reason the racist allegation keeps resurfacing is that Star often finds himself in a sharp tongue social media feud. His social media record reveals he's still no longer no stranger to calling people names and behavior that discredit his attempt to distance himself from the past word. He pledged to completely stop the social media hate in this video. He it sucks to be remembered for my drama just as much as as my creativity and my artistry. He tells Allure. Like I said, this article was written in 2017. Look, am I never going to get into another fight on Twitter? You're full of shit. I can't promise that. I'm going to defend myself and my brand and stand up for my people. But I'm going to stop responding to people who try to stir shit 
with me and try to be the bigger person, he says. You mean your skinhead friends? Yeah, we get it. Um, He says, either you're down for, for that and you want to grow with me or you want the drama and you can find someone else who does that. Says someone who just claimed that or just make act you just sit up there and just gaslit a whole situation with Kanye West and Latoya Forever's boyfriend. Can we talk about that shit too? The rumors about you and Latoya Forever's boyfriend? Nigga. At the end of the day, Star said he's focused on makeup and building his brand, but in worlds where negativity is popular, he wants to bring awareness to different types of hate. I think it's time for me to set a side example for other people, Star says. I think it's time for me to get my side out and hope that people listen to it and observed it. If you want it and you still hate me after that, that's okay. At least I got to say my side of the story. And I'll be straight up honest. I used to follow Jeffree Star. So understand what I say. Well, I say that low-key, I was not surprised because, I mean, there's underlying racism in the LGBTQ community. So, you know, as a Black person, I know as much as you want to say that you're for this, the cause, you're not really for the cause. All right, that was... 2017 that was his apology from 2017 because of the situation he was in um not too long after that he got into a situation with jackie Ana, and the reason why he was in that situation was because he was talking shit at shayla makeup shayla makeup by shayla so you know he just found himself in the middle of an argument with black women because you know it's not that he's racist. He just want to be us, you guys. He just want to be us. All right. Now, I'm supposed to be, I should be doing a timeline with him. Because he's had several situations with him. Okay. But I do have another article. I didn't look at the article. I didn't think about it or whatever. But, um, this is a new one. And this was more current. And this has to do with what they did with James Charles' whole situation. So, this is by Insider.com. And it says, a beauty guru says he's cutting ties with Jeffree Star. And I lost the article. What did I just push? Oh my god, I made a blackout. Which my thing is, you know. Bitch. Okay. So as a beauty guru says he's cutting ties with Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson after feeling like he was being used as a black boy and being manipulated. This article is by insider.com. Written by Kat Tinbarge. And I'm sorry if I didn't do the our last article who was written by, but well, I did. I did. I'm sorry. It was written June 12, 2020 at 9.35 a.m. 
Just be honest and just say you were using their white asses, okay, to get your black ass where no other black ass have been before. I'm going to call a fucking spade a spade. I do not care for Porky Pig and Voldemort, but I know for a fact that you use their white asses to get to a level of fame as a black YouTuber. It is not easy going about it alone. Let's call a fucking spade a spade, nigga. A former Jeffree Star cosmetic model is speaking out about how he felt tokenized and was being used as a black boy for beauty CEO and YouTuber Jeffree Star's brand. Cameron Lester, a beauty micro-influencer. No, they didn't. That was shady as fuck, honey. They call you a micro-influencer. With some over 56,000 followers. Said he is cutting ties with Star. His cosmetic company and Shane Dawson after he felt manipulated by the powerful YouTubers. They manipulated you. In an Instagram live broadcast explaining the situation, Lester cited examples of Star confronting him about whether he liked James Charles overhearing Dawson curse out Charles three months before the drama getting 2.0 started and having Star dismiss Lester's request for the controversial guru to try to make amends with the black beauty community. Well, that was never going to happen because half the stuff he has doesn't even match our skin tone. Like I said, you was using them just like they were using your black ass. Let's call it spade a spade. I ain't going to sit up here and cut this and say, oh, this poor child, when you did the same thing to them. A black male beauty and micro-influencer who has modeled for Jeffree Star Cosmetics spoke out against the brand and its controversial CEO in 27-minute Instagram Live. 23-year-old Cameron Lester has more than 56,000 56, Instagram followers and has been name-dropped by huge beauty YouTubers like Star, James Charles, and Shane Dawson. Oh, wow! None of them are black, friend. But in his live broadcast, Lester publicly cut ties with Star, his cosmetic company, and Dawson. Well, I know you cut off that paycheck. You crazy, friend. Lester said he was grateful for Star featuring him in the Magic Star Concealer and Setting Powder campaign that launched in April 2019. But Lester also said for over a year, he has felt that something was off and was undergoing a lot of stress, paranoia, and fear while trying to decide whether to speak out. Voldemort is scary. I'm literally shaking, guys. This is so scary to even do, Lester said at the beginning of his Instagram live. I don't want to monetize this. I don't want any gains from this. The only gain I want in peace is peace in my truth, and this is my personal truth. Everyone has my their own truth, and they might perceive things differently, and that's okay. A member of Star's team didn't respond to Insider's request for comments. The crew's Lester video is that he felt like Star used him as a token black boy, but he also brought up negative experience related to Jerry Charles, Dawson, and Jackie Ana. Why do you go up under Jackie Ana? I mean, if I'm going to be in makeup and I want to follow somebody that's in makeup, I would go after Jackie Aina, right? Jackie Aina is my Ray Ray uh, makeup by Shayla, especially Shayla. Lester reiterated multiple times that he has been manipulated by Star and Dawson, Star's most frequent collaborator over the past few years with whom he released the highly sought after conspiracy collection in 2019. 
combined star and Dawson have over 41 subscribers. Lester has 55k subscribers on YouTube. But you supposed to be teaming up with these people. Am I not, friend? These people are supposed to help you. As a black beauty boy, I have fought for my spot to even just be heard and be seen in the beauty community. I have been told not to say anything just to keep the network and benefit from it. I'm just not that type of person, Lester said. I've been processing this for months and I never said anything on my platform, but silence is complicit. It is. I agree. Lester talked about a few specific experiences with Star that make him feel like their friendship was conditional, including the time he was in Austin to collaborate with the beauty commentator channel and well-known friend of Star's, Rich Lux. Lester said Star was there for work, two, and three YouTubers, plus several other people were in Louis Vuitton stores when Star first made Lester uncomfortable. I remember there was an instance where he like asked me if I like James Charles or not, and Lester said in his live, he was like, do you like James? Do you like him? I was just so shocked and uncomfortable because he's such a big powerhouse. I didn't know what to say. I was so uncomfortable there. There were people around me, and he was so blunt and out of nowhere. Lester said that Charles has been supportive of him and accepting of his HIV positive status. Oh. So he did use you as a charity case. Which Lester has talked about extensively on YouTube. So according to Lester, he told Star that he didn't have any personal problem with Charles and that Charles had done a lot for Lester. He was like, well, you don't fucking owe him forever Lester went on to say in this video I just was like taken about back when he said that because it's all about happening so fast Rich Lux told me that Jeffrey thought I was talking to James at the Louis Vuitton store I knew he didn't trust me okay let's I want to let's talk about that for a minute before I continue with the article let's talk about that for a minute Jeffree Star know exactly what he was doing. Okay, let's call a spade a spade. Even though we all piggybacking off of each other. Let's just call a spade a spade. Jeffree Star wanted to see who Mr. Lester was loyal to. Okay. Because he was trying, and when he said, do you like James Charles? He was also probably trying to dig up some information on if James Charles was going to shove himself onto him as well. Because keep in mind, Jeffree Star is the ringleader in this armage, in this drama again situation. He was the one that brought the situation to Tati, and he knew Tati had a big platform. She had millions of subscribers, and they basically plotted together to take down James Charles. Right? Am I not right? All right. So he was probably trying to see where this guy's loyalty was held because he wanted to see if one, if he had to worry about James Charles, uh, about him switching lanes and, and going for James Charles. And two, he probably also was trying to see if he can get him to honeycomb James Charles. 
So Jeffree Star knew what he was doing. What he basically was doing was trying he, he's trying to get his ducks in a row to figure out how to take down James Charles in this situation. That's all it was. So we're going to continue with this article. Lester video also shared new light on the events that led up to a drama getting the explosive feud between Charles, between Star and Charles. The Houston trip occurred about around three months before the explosive drama getting scandal between Star, Charles, and Taji Westbrook erupted. Jane Lester said an Instagram post of Lester of him with Rich Lux in Houston was posted in March 2019. On the same trip, Lester went on to say that he was oh he overheard a surprising FaceTime conversation between Star and Dawson, during which Lester saw Dawson curse out Charles. I was kind of taken aback because I'd never seen Shane Dawson like that. Girl. You the biggest demon probably in this whole situation. <laughs> I knew Shane wasn't the person that he was perceived as online, but I don't record things. I don't have hard facts. This isn't about receipts. This is from the mouth that there's three sides to every story. No, honey, there's a thousand sides to this story. Lester said that in retrospect, having knowing having known something was brewing with James, with Star and Dawson, he wished that he had let Charles know, especially since Lester said Charles went on to lose three main subscribers in a matter of days, despite drama getting 2.0. Happening over a year ago, Star has continued to bring up the scandal. Lester said he's regret not warning Charles about the conversation he overheard between Star and Dawson, although he didn't disclose any details about what the conversation was about specifically. I stay silent because I want to protect myself, Lester said. I want to protect my platform. Everyone told me not to say anything. Everyone was like, it would be crazy move. It would destroy your career. Every brand you work with, you're not going to be able to work with. You're not going to have money. This and that, I was scared. Lester also recalled a conversation with Star when he encouraged him to make amends with Jackie Aina and Star refuses. So he's playing his little token black boy goal, which granted... You knew you were a token black boy. Don't sit up here and act like you didn't know. You didn't know. Lester said there was another time that his conversation with Star left him feeling disappointed and used at an event for the Mitchell, a makeup artist who works closely with Star. Lester said he talked to Star about Jackie Aina, a black makeup YouTuber who has publicly confronted Star and Star racist behavior in the past. In October 2019, Aina addressed an open letter to Star in which she said she would no longer overlook his racist action. Star has a history of saying controversial and racist things, including using the N-word slurs multiple times. I brought it up to him and said it would really say a lot if you would apologize to Jackie and the community and all the thing, all that kind of stuff, let's just say in the video. He kind of shut it down and said she doesn't deserve a spot on my platform, which is understandable and, and it is his platform and he has all the right to do whatever he wants to do on his platform. I just left at that, but I was definitely hurt as a black boy and as a black influencer who loved Jackie that he was not trying to grow or mend the disconnect or wrongdoing he has done. From there in his video, Lester said he got a point where he felt like he was being used as a black boy. On Twitter, Lester said he would defend Star, but Star would not defend Lester in return even when he liked tweets and saw Lester getting attacked for supporting a racist person. If even recently I spoke up about Fenty and was like, oh, Fenty needs to pull up and everyone is coming to me like, aren't you a Jeffree Star fan? Lester said, referring to a pull up or shut up challenge started in the beauty community during the recent Black Lives Matter protest. 
which encouraged beauty brands to reveal the diversity statistics of their employment. It's overwhelming as a small influencer to get hate online is a lot because you're putting yourself on the line when you're going up against these brands. Dustin went on to say, you don't have that much power. And I just felt like it was just, I was never a friendship. It was always something like I was the black token kid. Lester also said he was cutting ties with Dawson for a similar reason because Lester feels like Dawson promoted him in his platform as a token black person as a way to earn Lester's violence. I was grateful, but I felt like it was kind of to silence me and to say we're going to keep giving you breadcrumbs and manipulate you and hold you by the string so that you stay quiet and you never speak your truth and talk about the situation in the hotel, Lester say. Now I just want, want to move on with my life and I have peace and not consistently think, OMG, I did do the right thing. Is this the right move? The day before Lester made his Instagram live video, he said a member of Star Teams reached out to him and asked if Lester knew any black creators that would support Jeffree Star Cosmetics. Lester said he told the members of Star Team that in the climate, Lester does not know if any black beauty boys will support Star. Alright. And as y'all know how this all goes. So. Of course, I'm going to do part two. To this. Because we got to talk about how this all began. And I kind of feel like I jumped the gun on this with talking about this. Um, because he's not just racist. He's a bigot. Um... And it's obvious, you know. So, let's go all the back with All right, we're going to go all the way back to July 2020 because, you know, this is why Jeffree Star did all this, okay? You want to know why he had to tear down James Charles? This is why. And this is by Insider. It seems like I'm using a lot of Insider. <laughs> Makes sense because it is called Insider, honey. So it's called, it says, um, Insider.com. The article says, Morphe cuts ties to Jeffree Star and his cosmetic company after explosive drama involving the beauty mogul. So this all is tearing down everybody's little empire in this, in this trick, honey, okay? Cat 10 Barge, July 10, 2020. And it, of course, it has a little bullet. And it says, Cosmetic company Morphe announced on July 10th that it would cease all commercial activities with makeup mogul. Jeffree Star and his beauty brand, Jeffree Star Cosmetics. Morphe several several ties after a wave of backlash against Star and his friendship and co-collaborator Shane Dawson. Previously, Morphe was the primary brick-and-mortar outlet for Jeffree Star Cosmetics. All right. Cosmetic company Morphe announced on Friday that it would cease all commercial activities with famous YouTuber personality Jeffree Star and his brand Jeffree Star Cosmetics. The move was announced after weeks of growing backlash against Star and his friends and collaborator Shane Dawson. Previously, Morphe, a makeup brand that regularly partners with beauty YouTubers, served as the primary brick and mortar retailer for Star's popular cosmetic line. 
Morphe hosts events at shopping malls around the country for stars' launches, most notably the Shane X Jeffrey Conspiracy Collection, which Morphe stopped selling at the end of June. Today, we made the decision to cease all commercial activity related to Jeffrey Star and affiliated products. The statement posted to Twitter reads, we expect this to conclude within the coming week. As we look to the future, we will continue to share updates on what lies ahead for Morphe brand. It concludes, Jeffree Star Cosmetic released its own statement hours later saying the brand was extremely saddened by the decision. I'm not reading the uh, post because <laughs> I don't care what he feels. When customers asked about Morphe ties with Star and Dawson at the end of June, the company initially wrote an email to customers that it did not condone or agree with their actions and behavior of Shane Dawson. However, it also wrote that Jeffree Star has acknowledged mistakes made in the past and has apologized, taking accountability, and working hard to make amends within the community. Morphe also told insiders that Star was not a co-owner or investor in Morphe, despite persistent rumors to the contrary. Mm. Why would you have to come out and say that if it was not true? YouTube personality Star and Dawson are both faking backlash over old videos and public statements. Star himself has largely remained silent since the backlash, which initially has predominantly affected Dawson, began Morphe Target and celebrities like Jada Pinkett Smith and Jane Smith cut ties with and rebuked Dawson for offensive videos, including one where he sexualized the then 11-year-old Willow Smith. YouTube also demonetized Dawson's three YouTube channels. Up until now, Star appeared to have escaped much of the criticism that befailed Dawson, although he too has similarly controversial past. Star has been criticized for making racist statements, including saying the N-words, slurring cameras, and directing it toward black people in public on camera. More recently, he's been accused of using anti-Semitic and xenophobic slurs, and probably as recently as February 2020. But the creators have accused him of blackmail manipulation, making abusive comments toward them, and gaslighting them. YouTubers Tidy Westbrook and Star manipulated, gaslit, and used her to start a feud with James Charles in 2019. Star has yet to make any public comments about Westbrook's videos and about Dawson, but he restocked Dawson's hoodie through his killer merch company and relaunched makeup through Jeffree Star Cosmetics. He also appeared on Black China's Instagram and was seen relaxing in the pool on YouTubers Cole Kerrigan Instagram story. This update has been updated to include a statement from Jeffree Star Cosmetics. Okay, so then, whatever. This is not the end of um, my little saga, but I will say this. Ever since then, he has been doing some tomfoolery. Y'all all have been seeing that tomfoolery. Um, he has been trying to prove that he's not racist. He has been trying to prove that his company still is doing like different collections and stuff. He's just been doing a whole lot, a whole lot. Of, and to me, it just don't seem like he is apologetic for what he's doing. What it seems to me is that he's trying to keep the train going, even though his engine has failed. The racist stuff, you know, I'm going to be honest with you about that racist stuff. And when it comes to Mr. Lester, kid, I, I'm sorry for all the things that you put yourself through just because you want to be in the circle. But at the end of the day, you did not gain any fans. And I will tell anybody, if you're trying to gain fans and you're a black person, you have to team up with other black people. Because the black community works with people who are in support 
and who are for black people in their causes. Um, it's pretty obvious to me. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Mr. Lester did not use Jeffree Star and Shane Dawson. But I do understand that he did finally put a line in the sand and told him, hey, you know, you got to fix certain things or it's going to mess with your brand. But Jeffree Star brand was never geared toward black people. Um... I never felt it was for black people. Even though when he started coming out with them blues and purples, honey, I was all for it. And like I said, I used to follow him on YouTube because I'm all for uh, I'm all for the makeup looks he had going on. He had he was wearing these beautiful wigs, and he was just giving me life. So I can sit up here and say I epically failed at that. But it was like when he started doing troublesome things and. Stuff like that, it's kind of hard to sit up there and, and, and turn a blind eye to it. Um, and he said he was 19. He's talking about the one instant when he was 19. He ain't talking about the fact that he did a video. Um, back in the day, because he has done more than that. It, it's more than just about him doing racist stuff. He has done bigoted stuff. He has done um, <coughs> troubled stuff, even form of colorism. So there was a skit going around. I don't know if y'all can y'all know what the skit is at. I don't know if they still got the skit. Jeffrey Star probably took it down because you know, honey, he is all for about taking care of himself. He's covering his own ass because when um, Shane Dawson got everything canceled with him. When everybody canceled everything with Shane Dawson, he was nowhere to be found. He never defended Shane Dawson. None of that. He never did that. But there is a, a troublesome video that I saw. From him back in the day and it kind of has to do with colorism it's not only racist it was also colorist um and in the video he was talking to this girl and they were arguing and um he basically said he wants to throw battery acid well then what it wasn't a woman it was basically a man in drag and he basically told the man in drag you know well, maybe I need to throw battery acid on your face for your skin to match your foundation. And there's several other videos like that that he has done. There's another video of him, basically a girl. And I'm going to be honest with you. The girl did sexually harass him on stage. He was on stage and he was wearing this, um, I would say, like, uh, sexual outfit. And this young lady grabbed his crotch area and he pulled her hair to the 10th power. Like, he pulled her hair. Granted, she touched him and I know it was a whole I want to touch you situation. 
but it was inappropriate how she touched him. It was not okay the way she touched him. However, it was not okay. You're still a grown ass six foot tall man for you to pull her hair to the end power of possibly breaking her neck. Okay. There has been other situations with him where he man, it's so many situations with him. But let's just say this. I have always had an issue with the, the comment he has made about what's that glue that you use? The eyelash glue that he used? He was using eyelash glue and he said it smelled like vagina. Bitch, you would know how pussy smelled, wouldn't you? Since you don't like nothing to do with it, right? You wouldn't know how that smelled. So when I say that for him, with him, like, I'm not saying that he's just racist. He's also a bigot, Okay. And I'm going to tell you, at the end of the day, I know y'all want to sit up here and play the whole game of um, basically uh, where, you know, he's in the LGBTQ community. He has a hard time just like us, which I guess that's what won the black boy over, which granted, he probably found a black boy, found his video and felt like he was going to get people to feel bad for him because... Uh, But he he doesn't stand for nothing. Okay, he's selfish. He's a chauvinist. He's still a white man, regardless of the fact that he's gay and wear wigs and makeup. And that's the funny part about it. People will always see um people see the LGBT part, LGBTQ part of it. But they don't see the real true reality of the fact that he's still a bigot. He's still a white man. And he's still racist. And I've always said that when it came to Jeffree Star. As much as y'all want to put yourself in a minority and to have suppression. Granted, gay people do have their, 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 their thing with suppression. Okay. There's no doubt about it. But we're not going to sit up here. And pretend like this man is not privileged. Just like the other three, two fools I talked about. We're not going to sit there and pretend like it's not those things. He has always in this whole situation has been able to fall back on the fact that he is a white man. 
that will never change. Never change. But ever since he has lost his cosmetic empire, which granted his cosmetic empire still exists, because like I said, he's a white man. So he's going to always have his business. They're not going to take the food off his table and the clothes off his back and the hair on his off his head. Um, and I know y'all like, why are you attacking a man while he's down? Well, he never ceased to stop attacking people while they were down. So I don't have no mercy for him because he's never showed mercy for anybody else. You full-blown text somebody who's old enough to be your nephew, kid. So, who old, old enough to be your nephew. And probably your kid if you stop lying about your age and pushing back your age every two years. Because last time I checked, they said you were born in 1983. Now you born in 1985? Nigga, you need to figure out how old the hell you are. So, I don't have any mercy for Jeffree Star. I will never have any mercy for Jeffree Star whatsoever. Because I do understand that he was in a car accident. Am I not mistaken? So I'm not going to sit up here and lay off the nigga just because he's sitting up here with his back almost broken. But that's what happens when you're being dirty. So we're going to continue with messy ass star over here, Mr. Messy ass Voldemort. And we're going to talk about what kind of mess he has gotten himself into because he, what he said in that article was very contradictory to what he's doing. That article was written four years ago, four years ago, friend. It was ran four years ago. You talking about something you don't want to be part of mess and you, that you didn't create it, but you created this mess as a person. You have created this mess. So we're going to talk about some of the things he's doing today, and I'm not including the car accident because I think he has set up there and did it all over the internet the whole time. With that being said, I hope you guys have a lovely day. And yes, as we talk and as I'm talking on here, I am looking for more um, news just in case it needs to be reported. No, I have not found anything that's interesting. Um, with that being said, I hope you guys have a lovely day. Have an amazing afternoon on Thursday, Thursday. The finale is definitely going to be Jeffree Star, but I totally forgot that I was doing this Real Housewives thing and I was doing this Real Housewives series. I'm probably still doing this Real Housewives series exposing them. So, and no, I did not have a, a comment about Fallon. I just told y'all what I felt and it was that she was, uh, she wants a peach. You know, she has fought for her spot on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. 
a lot of these women, especially when you're married to an older man, she looked like she's young. I'm not quite sure she's younger than me or a little bit older than me, but Fallon looks like she's young. And as y'all saw with Latoya Forever, she got on the Real Housewives and all of a sudden she's getting divorced as well. A lot of these women, their husbands are not okay with them exploiting themselves. And they're exploiting themselves. And their husband's like, you know, they're using you for kicks and giggles. This old Sambo shit. Okay, this is not cool. This is not okay. It's just not all right. But they want that check. They want that little $1,000 episode, honey. But yeah, tomorrow is definitely going to be around Latoya forever and her situation with her boyfriend and how Jeffree Star and push his little ass into it. So with that being said, I'm outie. And I would like to do more with this podcast. Like I would like to do a YouTube, like not a YouTube live. Well, I would like to do a YouTube live, but I also would like to do an Instagram live doing the Q&A, talk about talk that y'all want to talk about. If y'all want to do that, let me know. My Instagram is Lady Tiffany Ma underscore, well, it is Lady Tiffany Ma, but it's Lady Tiffany underscore Ma. Just let me know. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Audi.